What the f is going on? I like to party. Jesus, honey, wax much? This is Unwaxed. Get in, Lizzie, we're going shopping. With Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Unwaxed with your favorite sisters, Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Hi, guys. How are you? How you doing? Did you have a good breakfast? Is it breakfast for them, do you think? I'm going to say it's breakfast. How's your car ride? Are you going to work? Are you excited? Or wait, no, it's Zoom. It's Did you Zoom drink calls. your green tea today? We're getting off that caffeine, guys. We're doing it together. You know what I hate? I hate people that tell me that I need to start drinking green tea over coffee. When pe- You know what I hate? When people nuts. tell me, oh, I don't drink coffee. I only drink tea. If you're a tea drinker, Ugh. I don't trust I you. I don't trust you. I totally I'm agree. sorry well, if you wait, are. We're caffeine, like coffee freaks in our family. When we, we have that coffee pot and we make it to the full 14 cups and that pot is gone within the first hour. Do you understand what I have to do? I like to sleep in. Sophia, what time are you up? Ask crack of dawn. Yeah, I'm up 6.37. So I hear Sophia go down the stairs, right? Yeah. And I know she's getting that cup of coffee. Right after she does that, my mom does it. Now, if I decide, let me just sleep in 10 more minutes, I'm not getting a cup of coffee. No, you're not getting So anything. I literally have to drag, wow, our problems, right? I literally have to drag my ass out of bed to beat you just to get a cup of coffee. Early bird gets the worm, Sistine early bird gets the worm and that means i get the nice hot fresh cup of coffee but scarlet's been drinking my almond creamer and how i'm out is <laughs> driving me nuts the struggle the struggle i'm facing this morning um anyway you made a bomb dinner last night oh yeah i want to just give you credit let's talk about that yeah. you guys i've been learning how to cook now I've done maybe four meals for my family. Yeah. Three of which were extremely unsuccessful. You made really, really shitty turkey meatballs that one time. They were were heinous. heinous. I've never seen a meatball melt into a pancake. How do you do that? It was so gross. It comes out of the oven and it is pancakes. It looks like a flapjack. And And they they were were balls when we put it in. Okay. So yeah, that one wasn't successful. I made a few suspicious soups. Um, but last night, yeah. let me tell you what I made, you guys. I made baked potato, which, yes, I know you literally just have to stab it and throw it in the oven. There's literally zero Yeah, there's prep, not that much, but... But it was delicious. So I did baked sweet potatoes, <sighs> right? Yeah. I made a white Tuscan bean soup. Unreal. Yeah. Okay. A lot of prep. A lot of prep. What else? And then I made a great kale salad with like a little spicy Dijon ratatouille mustard vinaigrette oh my god yeah you have been getting better oh my god and you know what? i've been telling people i'm like oh i'm learning how to cook and for some reason they, they everyone, don't believe you no not only that there's a different kind of respect that you get if you actually can say i know how to cook notice how people's faces light up they're like oh my god like that's impressive yeah a lot of people can't cook no a lot I think it's shocking. I mean, yeah. I, I know I know I can cook. I don't do it as often as you do. I think you've been like way more adamant about like making things. Yeah. And I think it's practice makes perfect. But it just it people just don't want to put in time for the prep. Mm-hmm. And that is really what it is. Like going to the grocery store, buying all those minis like those little ingredients you do need. Oh my God. It does I help. Was looking for something called miso paste exactly. for 20 minutes in the yeah. market. Never ended up finding it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know what? I was in there for four hours cooking. I think your soup, which I know you're like, oh, soup. How much? How hard is it to make a bean soup? She has like 12 different vegetables. It's an art. Yeah. She's like artichoke, beans, carrots, celery, (sighs) onions, 
But wanna do you want to talk about how you didn't have any of my dinner? No, I was busy. I feel like everyone's going to think I'm lying by the amount of dates I go on. Mm -hmm. I had a hamburger and red wine. It was delicious. And I tried foie gras. What? Yeah, I didn't know what it was. And the guy was like, it's great. And I'm like, I don't know. It looks like spam. Different colors. Do you know what it is? No, I don't even. First of all, I don't even know what it is. It just sounds It's gross. a French dish. It's uh, it's uh, snail. No, that's escargot. Escargot. This is duck liver. And it is, it looks like, Sistine, it looks like, how do I explain it? It looks like what our dogs used to eat, the Caesars little food cups. It just, you know how it's all hard and you scoop it out and it can kind of stay the same shape? Yeah. I don't understand how people see that and find it appetizing. Yeah. Well, it came out in like these little square shapes and you cut it like it's it's so crazy oh come and it had little on um, i know people are probably like i've had foie gras if so you stop but no i'm get, this is my first experience came out with a little uh toast and then had figs i think on the side like fig jam. i like figs i liked fig jam so he was like do it taste it and i'm like oh my god i want to like i don't want to be a a wimp so i'm like i'm gonna do it i always i i do taste things i'm like i'll try it once well if i'm on a date with someone i, I will you will do it just to seem like an adventurous girl but inside i'm literally you, you, you my stomach is turning i mean i was curious but i was looking at this and i'm a texture girl like with food and sissy knows it's like i like crunch i like things i don't like mush it's that true much. sophia would rather eat a snack that has no flavor but just has an amazing crunch chew. yeah yeah i have these beet chips that everyone makes fun of me and they're so gross honestly they're like have no flavor but i can it. hear her down the hall it's like eating <laughs> it because they're so loud <laughs> because the texture the texture is so nice the, the texture but so i'm about to put in this he's like here you gotta try it you're gonna love it i'm like oh god and i tried it in it <laughs> Describe the texture. Oh, I was like, oh, I don't even. I honestly, it was a flavor I've never had, so I can't even explain it. But I definitely didn't love it. Um, but I also have to say, like, I I was like, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But it, after looking up and finding out it was duck liver, that's like saying when you find out a hot dog is all the other stuff part of the pig into a. You know how hot dogs are? Isn't it hot dogs everything else but the meat of the pig, right? Excuse me. All ground up together. Come again? You know this. It's in hot dogs are everything but oh my god. What, what? about a pig in a blanket? Same thing. Sistina. <laughs> <laughs> um one's I, long, one's short and you wrapped. look up the hot dog fact. I'm gonna update the listeners on our wild night out the other night. I think <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um so Sophia and I uh our cousin came into town. And it was a blast. And we said, you know, we got to show him a fun time. Let's go out to dinner and mm -hmm. let's just get a drink at a bar and just have a good time. Right. Yeah. So we, we get accidentally more drunk. And I don't know if anyone does that, but it happens where you just stand up after you've been sitting at the table, drinking, eating your dinner. And you're like, holy Toledo. Yeah. It just hits you out of nowhere. And this is the problem. I think when it comes to drinking, there you know there's a limit. And you know when your limit is. You're, you stand up and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to drink water. But for some reason that night... Sophia? I did the opposite. I want to say Sophia. Both of them were clear. They're both liquids. <laughs> I decided 
to do the one that tasted like nothing because I was um Sophia was the MVP of the night. Thank you. I'm not gonna lie. You were most you're MVB MVD (laughs) most valuable drunk. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll tell you why. I swear I'm not all of our no you're not you just like to have a good time. All of our sort of (laughs) memories from the night before came to us when we were at breakfast the next day. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Everything sort of just hit us. Yeah. Sophia, while we were at dinner, don't remember this. Yeah, I got an email the thought, morning yeah, after. She, she got an order confirmation. She thought it would be a good idea to drunkenly order family mood rings. <laughs> now, you may be asking what was the context of that conversation. I couldn't tell I you. I don't actually have... I cannot tell you why I decided specifically family mood rings we've never had a conversation like this before so and you bought all of our sizes oh yeah I, I like got everyone's size so everyone has ex- the perfect size mood ring so you get mood way, rings. no one can tell me that they're not excited for this i think that was probably the best i but i also don't drunk order anything i would be wearing my mood ring right now i if, know me too if it I came it. but i don't i don't ever do that and that was the first time i've ever woken up all my girlfriends are like oh i buy this and this and you had a friend that just bought like something funny and so yeah i mean drunk ordering things are just th- the most fun but i always feel guilty for that even though i didn't hurt anyone i wasn't throwing up everywhere i wasn't falling over can't a girl just have a few drinks Can I just and have live a good time live her life but why do we have this alcohol guilt like i don't i don't want to feel guilty for saying you know what i never drink throughout the week ever i'm like i'm going to have one Friday where special I just occasion have a good time. our family's in town yeah I you know what I have severe alcohol guilt I don't know why I try to fight the feeling of a hangover so bad like I simply my brain and my body will not allow me to relax if I am dying the next day after drinking and I don't know why it is sometimes you're just like okay you had a crazy night out take a day yeah I feel guilty for taking time to relax and rest i don't know why and it's like me too i i never drink and when i do it's maybe once a week we'll have a fun night out but Mm -hmm. dude i get the guilt i'm like well i like the fact i'm like explaining all the stuff i did and i'm sitting here like thinking about it and i feel embarrassed but i'm like why do i why do i feel embarrassed about it you know i'm if you ever want to go out with me i'm fun to go out with you might get hurt you know what? Sophia and I actually wanted to do this in the very beginning of the Unwaxed podcast saga. We thought it would be really funny to bring in our drunk alter egos and have them run the show. Oh, yeah. And so her drunk alter ego name is Bambi. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you might think. Think about Bambi when she's on ice. Yep. And that's Sophia. Like her ankles just stop working. Mm-hmm. My drunk alter ego is named Tina. Don't know why. Tina's her name's a, Tina. Tina. Tina gets a little airheady and Tina gets a little sassier. Tina has no sense of right and wrong. No. But we will both be on the table. You will yeah. be falling off, but we will both be on the table. <laughs> so maybe we'll do that one day. Maybe we will. I think that'd be kind of funny. To, re- to, you know, to move past our drunk guilt. Yes, exactly. Um, should we talk about our guest that we have? Oh, my God. I mean, you can introduce her since you got oh her to come on, which is so sick. Very exciting, you guys. We haven't had a proper guest. Of course, we've had family members make their appearances these past few episodes, but we really haven't had a full-on first-time meeting interview in a long time. And it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. We cannot wait. 
we have Dr. Sheila Nazarian coming on. She is a plastic surgeon. You may have recognized her from the Netflix show Skin, Skin Decisions. Decisions Before and After. It's on Netflix. I mean, it is such a good conversation. We talk about everything from what girls do on Instagram for their bodies. We talk about how to be a boss woman. We talk about, I mean, it is- We go everywhere. I mean, we talk about how to stand up to someone that's doubting your abilities because they perceive you a certain way. And we- We, we talk we, about plastic surgery and we myths. we also go what you should do now to take better care of your skin, your body, your hair, everything. And you, we learned a lot from her and she is such a badass. And I'm so, so glad you guys are here to listen to yes. this because this is a real treat and she really killed it. And this is her. What you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb, you can call that mental freeze when these people talk too much. Dr. Sheila Nazarian is not only a mom, wife, entrepreneur, and a board-certified plastic surgeon specializing in natural results using both non-invasive and surgical modalities, she also has an amazing Netflix series called Skin Decisions. With a following over 500,000 on Instagram, she's an activist, shares wellness tips, and step-by-step procedures she does everything. This is Dr. Sheila Nazarian. Woo! Hey guys. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on Unwax today. I mean, you are such an exciting guest for us to have. Honestly. Oh my God, you're so you sweet. Are. Well, I was you like checking out you guys' profiles. No, but I swear you really. <laughs> you know what I think it is? No, seriously. seriously I think like when you can put an Instagram caption that's less than three words and get like twenty thousand likes on it, that's when you know you made it. <laughs> that's Thank when you. you made Thank it. You. That's when Thank you made you. it. No, but you really check all of the boxes of like a guest that we love to have on the show. A female, yeah. a boss woman, a mom. I mean, an activist. Yeah. You really do it all. So we're so happy. Also, to have... you're hilarious. Yeah, you're like, so not cool. only that you have a great personality. So it's <laughs> like the, everything we just try, badass. <laughs> no you're great so we're so excited to have you on i mean sistine and i we saw the show skin decisions and from then on out it was definitely it. one of those quarantine binges and we probably saw every single episode in two days i mm. want to know so many things about the show i mean when did they offer it to you what was the shooting process like having cameras in the room what was it all like no i mean it was definitely like a saga to get a tv show and that was definitely my goal since residency mm -hmm. i remember i was like a fifth year plastic surgery resident and one of the attendings was like so like where do you see yourself in five years i'm like i'm gonna have a tv show and yep. <laughs> and yep. he's looked at me yep. like okay weirdo like whatever <laughs> um but i feel like every single person has their own unicorn right i feel yeah, like okay. there's so many plastic surgeons in my building alone my own my, my building, not even Beverly Hills, there's in my building 31 plastic surgeons. Oh my God. Wow. So it's like, you know, we all can do a breast augmentation. We can all do a mm -hmm. tummy tuck, but it's like, what is your unicorn? Like what sets you apart mm -hmm. from everybody else? And I think that can be applied to anyone in any business. Yeah. So mm -hmm. for me, it's like, I communicate clearly and I'm personable, which a lot of people you definitely are. And also like, I'm good on camera and mm -hmm. I've been, you know, when I first came out of residency, nobody knew who I was, like nobody knew my name. So I just started creating content and like answering frequently asked questions on YouTube. My SEO, you know, showing up on the first page of Google shot up after two years, on, I was on the first page of Google, if you search wow. Beverly Hills, which is like, again, how many plastic surgeons are in Beverly Hills, like the car lot. 
And um, no, I just started creating content. So for me, having cameras in the room wasn't a big deal at all. But I actually went through um, a few pilots. Uh, I was actually under contract with E for a year. They decided not to pick up that show, but actually the producer from that show that never got picked up Mm -hmm. um, was the one that approached me for skin decision. So it was almost like, you know, you spread that net wide. It came full circle. There's also so many places that you can send this. I mean, that this is a show that people want to see because it just kind of takes away the whole stereotype of plastic surgery from it being just plastic to it really changing lives. Well, that's, that's why what your goal was. I mean, if the listeners out there, if you guys haven't seen the show, it is not your generic plastic surgery botched type show. It's not about exploiting people's sort of insecurities. It's more about giving them a second chance and giving them like you know, a resurrection in their own skin again. And I found myself crying. I mean, the stories of people that you got to work on, it was like mm-hmm. someone got a bullet hole wound and someone was a slashing attack scars. I mean, they were really special cases. So seeing you, you know, firsthand just completely change these people's lives was amazing. I mean, what did that Thank feel you. like? No, I mean, that's definitely like what we do, you know, as plastic surgeons, it's not the circus that it's made out to be on TV. Mm -hmm. My patients are super empowered women that just need help with something like they're already successful. They've, they already work out, they eat well, and they just like had, you know, quadruplets or something and they can't work off the skin hanging off their belly or whatever, whatever it is. And, you know, it doesn't have to be even that it could just be like a labiaplasty. It could Mm -hmm. be someone who doesn't like the way their vagina looks and that's okay. And I think Mm -hmm. there was two intentions I had with the show is basically to show plastic surgery as, um, a part of Mm self-care rather than, um, this, you know, taboo thing that you have to keep secret. It's also to give permission to people, to say, you know what, this bothers me a lot and I'm going to fix it because it's safe and I just don't want to have to think about that anymore. I don't want to have to worry about it. I totally agree. I think Sophia and I, we had a plastic surgeon on the show right when we sort of started on Wax. Like in August, yeah. And we asked her, we said, why is it such a scared topic that people are almost afraid to admit that they got it done? I mean, it's not like you know, you're doing something that's against the law. It's plastic surgery and you're fixing something that'll make you feel better and make you feel happier when you wake up. So do you think that this sort of norm is changing as younger people are starting to get I hope it is and and I feel like it is to some extent, but then at the same time, like I can tell when someone's had their butt done. And Mm -hmm. I see, you know, influencers your age, Mm -hmm. you know, squatting with weights, like down into the camera being like, I do squats and that's why my butt looks this way. And I'm like, bitch, no, like, don't don't say that to people because you you know the young girls out there are like doing a thousand squats and starving themselves and thinking they're going to get that body. Thank you. Thank you. This was the first thing I wrote down when I wanted to interview you. I said. She really wrote Instagram versus reality. I and one of those girls that will be on Instagram, look at all of the workout girls, copy down their exact workout that they post in the caption, trying to get their perfect bubble butt. And I do it for weeks. I do it for months. I eat like them. And I'm like, hold on, I'm just hungry. And I, my butt got smaller. So what did I do <laughs> wrong here? So I would love to know, is it real? Like the girls, especially the workout girls promoting like their perfect body. No, like- I will tell you the secret. Are you ready? Yes. Can we drum roll like if they don't have hip dips they had work done that's it it's Mm -hmm. so easy if they don't have hip dips 
that's not real. Oh my so God, how does that, how does a procedure like that even happen? Like what would you do for something? I mean, there's different ways to do it. So you can either liposuction fat from like, you know, your waist or your inner mm-hmm. thighs and then stick it into the hip dips, which I do all the time, mm-hmm. you know, it makes mm-hmm. the waist look smaller. Um, it gives a nice little upside down heart kind of, you know, look to the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, a lot of times people look like they have saddlebags, but they don't, they just have a massive dip above it. So when you feel that dip, it kind of just makes everything smooth. Uh You can do it with filler. Um, There's what we call biostimulatory fillers that aren't like the filler you put in your lips. Mm -hmm. They actually make your own body create either fat or collagen or both. So that over time, as you get it injected, you start to build your own collagen and fat in those areas that you were missing it before. Now, let me tell you, you would think that the filler option would be a lot cheaper. It's not. It's actually much more expensive because you actually have buy buy that stuff off the shelf so it's like you're going through a middleman versus getting lipo you're kind of almost getting like a twofer right you're getting fat away from where you don't want it and and you're using your own fat to put it where you do want it so actually the surgery ends up being cheaper a lot of the times and that's because Sistine's always talking about butts specifically that I always go into stomachs because I feel like that's a big thing right now too is you look at some of these girls that we just idolize on Instagram and they have these giant asses and these super flat stomachs and I worked with this girl and she does a lot of these massages and she was like if you look at a lot of these girls they all kind of have the same stomach where they have a belly full a belly button fold or there's something like that I mean is that kind of like the long-term effects if you do lipo on your stomach and take away that like extra thing no it's just like a skin laxity thing over time all of our skin especially lighter skin tones tend to have thinner skin than darker skin types um, you know, as the skin gets lax, that's when you get that little like fold of, you yeah. know, a little hanging skin above the belly button. Could you get that from liposuction because you deflated it? Right. Yes, you could. Um, but there's also so many like modalities right now, like radio frequency that can help tighten that skin. Thing. I do it on my own stomach all the time. Oh, I want to try it. Honestly, I've seen those. Like, we are so <laughs> up to trying anything. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, let's do it all. Let's do it all. So what is sort of a telltale sign that someone's gotten work done? So we, we sort of discussed the upside down looking belly button, how can, and the, the hip dips that aren't there. So how, how can you really tell? I mean, you know, I think a lot of times too on Instagram, things look good, like high def lipo when they like will actually like etch a six pack with right. liposuction. They can do that? Um, yeah. I mean, I think it can look really good. I kind of like a medium def look where it's right. kind of mm-hmm. like look defined, but your own muscle is showing through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the high def, you know, sometimes on Instagram, it looks good, but in real life, it looks like somebody took a Sharpie to your stomach. So, right. um, I see, and, and to put out there, and this is like an idea for another show that I have is to actually bring in these young influencers and, you know, show how they're tuning their bodies. Like you guys, these girls that you're following on Instagram, I treat a lot of them. And I mean, a lot of them, mm-hmm. right. And a lot of them have liposuction scars, which is fine. Yeah. It is like you do have to have a certain body shape, but a lot of them are, t- are like bringing their hips out. They, they just do it on like Facetune or an app like right. that. So even the girls that are getting work done are still like doing things to their yeah. photos. Yeah. And it's not even there. that with just even plastic surgery. It's also the skin treatments they do. Like that, I know that I, I went to one place where it was this trend that everyone was doing like this. I forgot what it was called. This like skin tightening machine. It doesn't work. I know it's formal. I I mean, it works. It works, but like for like a second, right? Like you'd have to do it every week. Every week. But it's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to keep it it up and going. 
and you're like, oh my god, how do these girls have like flawless, tight skin? And it does work if you're consistent but with see, it. But like, I, no one can afford that, and you're just no. But Sophia, that's the other thing too. Yeah, it's like what kind of messaging are we as pl- plastic surgeons putting out there? It's like, yeah, we want to put out messaging, so you know we have successful practices. But mm-hmm. at the same time, how do we stay ethical and right? Um, realize that, you know, we're putting out this like standard of beauty that most people cannot afford. Right. Right. So it's like, I could say use medical grade skincare, but what if people can't, and we know that that works. Right. Meanwhile, people are spending $5.99, $9.99 on stuff at the drugstore that doesn't yes. work. So, so it's like, do you save up and buy the one thing that actually right. will make a difference? Or do you feel like, oh, that smells good and it's creamy so that makes me feel like I'm doing self-care, yeah. which has some value too, right. but you're not going to see real changes. So have you figured out that happy medium for someone that can't afford this super expensive and doesn't want to spend their money on the cheap drugs? So I started um, theskinspot.com. So it's okay. literally three words, theskinspot.com, like seven years ago. And it's all medical grade skincare, which is cool because since I'm a physician, I'm allowed to dispense it online, whereas mm-hmm. companies aren't allowed to carry a lot of the brands that yeah. I'm able to bring. And there are high lows, you know, there are brands that tend to be more expensive. Um, like if they have stem cells in them and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but then there's brands that actually have great, great ingredients, niacinamides, retinols, you know, all that stuff that are at a lower price point. But the point is like, whether you're spending a lot or a little, there should be studies behind the skincare. You shouldn't be buying it because an yeah. influencer got paid to tell you to buy yes. it. So this is what I was trying to like come like full circle is when you're profiting off people for like doing things and fitness and eating habits and all of this stuff when you've done all of the opposite which is getting paid to do surgeries or like you're paying for surgeries and you're paying for these treatments and I mean I'm not asking influencers or anybody to be 100% honest 24-7 because you know it's your decision they don't have like to. you don't have yeah. to it's not I mean it, it is also like uncomfortable to talk about and I mean it, it unfortunately I wish it wasn't so awkward to bring up because it's just a surgery it's not like you did something wrong it's something you just wanted to have done but just when you profit off of other people's insecurities and using that yeah. and saying like I'm natural I'm perfect that's when you cross the line so are most of your clients sort of brought in through your Instagram because you do have such Actually, a strong no um, I, I'm like a data psychopath um, <laughs> so I know exactly where every dollar comes in from because I also went to business school so okay. um, most of my uh, profit actually comes from Google um, oh, cool. so SEO yeah search engine optimizations and then you know I do have a large following mm-hmm. not as large as you guys hey, but you know, know large large for <laughs> well, a doctor well large <laughs> large from our dad yeah. so <laughs> we're we're kind of we're taking in whatever he's leaving so not <laughs> like <laughs> we're trying but no though. so i mean i think like that also helps with search engine optimization yeah. so like Pinterest at this point, even though like no one's on Pinterest, Hold right? On me. I have about 10 yeah, boards no, on I, I do feel I like bathroom Pinterest. remodels yeah, and like stuff me like that. Too. But during COVID, Pinterest like peaked for peaked skincare. Up. Wow. So really? COVID's not even a social app anymore. It's literally search engine optimization. That is what it is. Oh. And, so, you know, utilizing things and having knowledge of those things, like everything you do on social media, social media now is 50% of search engine optimization. So yeah. having that, it's like the better the content you put out, the, the more, you know, Google's going to reward you. So right, yeah. I um, would love to know what, when you started, 
uh, what trends of plastic surgery were popular versus what mm-hmm. is so popular today. Because my mom always says, you know, she was like a model in the 80s yeah. and 90s. And she's like, everyone wanted the giant double Wiggy. D. Yeah, yeah giant breasted like and no, no butt. butt. Yeah. Yes. And now it's the complete opposite. So what was it, it like is, when you that's started? That's what I was going to say. I think the biggest change I've seen is the breasts. And I mean, obviously yeah. the butts. Um, people were getting liposuction of their butt like 20 years ago and now we're coming to put that back in. Put it in. Oh my God. (laughs) No, and I honestly, guys, I just thought that was nuts like to begin with. And that's sort of where like the natural by Nazarian came into place Mm -hmm. because your clothes, like, you know, when you're, this is the best analogy I can give you. You know, when you like buy a couch, they tell you buy a neutral couch and then you can change the pillows. Right. Right. That's a great. So it's the same thing with your body. Like just be well proportioned and you can change your clothes, but you shouldn't be like changing your body every 10 years. Okay. So you're, you specialize in very natural. Yeah. We wanted to make like, look like very proportional God given and then donate your clothes and buy new ones, you know, but you shouldn't be like liposuctioning your butt. Now you're putting fat back into your butt. You put big breast implants. Now you're getting small breast implants. Well, I'm sure that just that wear and tear over the years can like really do a number on someone's body. Yeah. I think like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it doesn't sound right to me to be getting to be under the knife every five to 10 years. You should be doing stuff all yeah. the time mm-hmm. to like boost collagen right. and keep your skin right. And you should be exercising and eating well and doing all of those things. Yeah. And plastic surgery has a place in that because mm-hmm. there's certain things you can't work out off. And that actually goes into like talking about tips and tricks because I know people, obviously, there's things that we should probably do every day religiously, even in our 20s. So when we're in our 40s, what are like for 20 year olds, what are some good things they should start working on now when it comes to skincare or whether it comes to body health? Or or even taking certain vitamins. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I take like 20 vitamins a day. It's a little ridiculous. Do you you believe in vitamins? Because some people don't believe in vitamins working, but I think they do. They work. They absolutely work. Like I take hair vitamins and literally it's changed my hair. Well, I would like Um, to touch on that because I had an issue. Um, Some would say it's an addiction in the beginning of the pandemic. You had like 20 milligrams. took probably maybe 13 biotin gummies and a let me day. tell you guys biotin is not the end-all be-all biotin's like one little thing that helps right. hair but it can make you break out oh break out i looked like rumpelstiltskin she, it was horrible uh, it she was, was growing a- hair everywhere I was, it wasn't uh, just first her- of all i was growing hair. i was looking like a sasquatch and i had acne and i stopped taking biotin i was like okay now my nails aren't growing as fast but no but literally else- let me tell you like there's um we have vitamins that are on the skin spot that okay. are actually evidence-based so okay. this is like, okay. i'm going on the skin a, spot a gummy yeah, that like that. your influencers getting paid whatever mm-hmm. like literal we want like scientific studies okay, yeah. okay. like biopsying the hair follicle at the root like that's what I look for because I was gonna tell you like I was talking to one of my influencer friends and she's like if I like advertise a curling iron and it's not the best curling iron then no one's gonna die okay but me with an MD after my name if I advertise something that's crap right like people get hurt like you know because I'm you know advertising a curling iron so what vitamins (laughs) do you recommend going back to Sophia's question what treatment yeah so for hair I mean Nutrafol I think is the absolute best um it's on the site um if you get it in the three pack it's pretty affordable it comes out to like thirty dollars ish I don't know maybe more I don't know but it's worth it because it works yeah and why I love it too it's got a ton of turmeric in it which is anti-inflammatory it's just like all the all the things like anti-cancer yeah like it's good for you anyway like we should all be taking that you know we should all be on turmeric for sure Um, I gotta start doing that more 
or bad. Uh, or bad. <laughs> yeah, no. We so that bad. one I take, you know, every single day. I take a DIM, um, which What's is basically DIM yeah. is basically um one that if your cells are choosing to go the cancerous route or not, it pushes them through the knot. Oh, oh um, that's really important. I take AD, vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin K. Um, mm. I take a probiotic. I mean, I'm just like literally. Oh, good for I you. Mean, that's great. No, I've been taking probiotics and that actually has changed my body a lot. I, yeah. I have a question. This might be weird. My mom yeah. said I should, even though I'm not trying to get pregnant right now, I am 22. Uh, yeah. She said that I should take prenatal vitamins just because they're full of a ton of vitamins and good things is that weird to start taking now it's not weird no it's not weird but honestly okay. at this point like just you know you have to also look at the back of the ingredients too because a lot of them have similar ingredients so you're like overdosing on things That's like true. biotin the problem or is Sophia and i will just go like for the five thousand milligrams of like whatever or something yeah, that we go from zero to 100 we don't like slowly transition into doing anything we kind of just like do it well and we then... also look for the flavored gummies oh like, yeah we... that is true we look for like the ones that are covered in sugar oh, and then yeah. we realize that all that sugar is breaking us out and it doesn't work well in yeah. our stomach. Yeah, sugar is like toxic. No, yeah, as I'm drinking a Red Bull. Sugar-free though. Sugar-free. <laughs> um, okay, so what about lasers? Are, I mean, how effective are lasers for skin? Amazing. So, you know, because again, like I'm kind of like an influencer in the beauty space, yeah. I basically get my pick of lasers. So I always tell people, mm. no matter whether you're in this country even or not, just go on my website, look at the devices section, and those are the lasers you want. Okay. Because for every one laser that's on my website, I've personally tried three or four on my own body. So, oh, man, see, awesome. if I was you and we were in that office, I would just sit there and do lasers all over myself all day. I mean, how great would that you be? You think you would, but yeah. it's so busy. Like, sometimes uh -huh. I'll go months and months without even getting, like, you know, injected for wrinkles yeah. because it's just like by the end of the day, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Wait, so that actually, okay, I've never done um, Botox or anything like that before. And mm -hmm. some of my girlfriends have already started, and I'm 24, yeah. 25. Um, is there like a certain time that you should start doing it? That's you should better start for now. Oh, really? I already see like when you were just turned a little bit, you know, you're already <gasps> starting to get a little <laughs> something, something. And it's not bad, you guys, but I'll give <laughs> you a little secret. Like no. I started when I was 28. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And that's just because we were practicing on each other. Like we were in residency. Yeah. But now, you know, I'm 41 and all my friends that look younger or look good for my friends group. Yeah. Somebody told them to start at 20, like somebody in, in their 20s. Really somebody good. like gave them the secret. Either their mom worked for a plastic surgeon or their uh, mom was okay. an esthetician or something. Okay. But the secret really is, especially for lighter skin tones, is start in your 20s. What about um, if, I, if I wanted to do it though? so no, many questions. What it is though, because I feel like people because i have some girlfriends that even ask me like when would you start i'm like i don't know the average age of botox is 25 it's 20 the okay. average there we go not in la like in the country that no, means some people are starting when they're 20 and some people are starting when but they're how 30. do i do it without totally freezing my face because i'm also someone but that it's likes just to do a dosage natural. it's like okay. when you have a headache do you take a full tylenol or half a tylenol okay. right and i heard also botox helps with migraines which i have a lot of migraines yeah it, then you should definitely it'll oh, be good okay i have no migraines but i'll be right there <laughs> i will be yeah. right by your side um so i think that a lot of women and some men have been you know using this time in covid to sort of oh, get yeah. these procedures done because they have a lot of time to heal so have you not seen just that like you can get a facelift and wear a mask and nobody knows exactly that's the oh, i mean that's the brilliant part but are people coming in is i it wish i was at this time that i, I needed know. a facelift or something <laughs> Do it. Give Maybe us five years. Do everything Give us right five now. years. Um, 
have you found some patients coming in saying, you know, like I see myself on the Zoom computer and I don't yeah. like the way it looks. So have you been changing, you know, just based off of how they look on a computer? Yeah. I mean, you know how like Zoom, it's basically like the cameras coming up kind of under your neck. We've yeah. definitely seen a shift in lower face procedures, whether okay. it's minimally invasive or you know, full surgical procedure mm -hmm. or just mm -hmm. lasers for tightening along the jawline or even fillers to like pronounce the jawline. Right. We've been seeing a lot of people well, coming in for that. Everyone's been obsessed with a lot of these um, singers, influencers, all of it. And they have this extremely sharp jawline. And I remember Sistine and I, we, we don't have, I it would does say, not exist. the sharpest jaw in the world. <laughs> I, honestly, I know the trick of like swallowing. Yeah. Yeah. Like up. sucking. I don't know how to do that. I know. I know how to do photos like that. So I trick everyone. I'm like, whatever. But I know right now that some people are like, how do I get to that? Like, how would I fill it in? And sometimes that's part of your neck. Like, unless you get a procedure to get rid of, I heard like that part of your neck. I mean, you can definitely, all of us have some fat there. And yeah. also some people have a weak chin. So if you have a weak chin, it sort of leaves a little skin hanging. Whereas if you just got chin filler, oh. it would kind of pull that skin forward. Oh, that makes sense. So I think there's a lot of different like anatomical considerations in the lower face. And for me, I look at every, you know, aesthetic patient as like, what's their diagnosis? So, mm -hmm. you know, when you go to the doctor, they're like, do you have diabetes? Do you have high blood pressure? Yeah. Like, what is your diagnosis? Right. I, I look at someone's face or breasts or whatever it is. And I say, okay, what am I looking at? What's the diagnosis? Right. And right. there's different treatments for different problems. So is there something that you would absolutely turn away? Like if a patient came to you and said, I want to do this. Have, has have that you ever liked yeah. I mean, honestly, it's hilarious because people, um, I think patients are like, oh, you're the you know third plastic surgeon I'm meeting with, and they think they're interviewing me, but no, I'm interviewing you. Yeah, like that's what's <laughs> up. That's true. See, I'm not hungry. Mama's not starving. <laughs> like, I, I give my patients my cell phone number, and therefore I'm constantly asking myself two questions: Do I want this person to have my cell phone number? Right. And two: Are they capable of happiness? Because if you're funny. incapable of happiness. There's no way I can make you happy. You, they'll never yeah. be satisfied. Yeah. So I just turned people away. I just refunded someone $25,000 wow. for a surgery because I was like, you're not, you're not ready to receive happiness right now. What type of surgery was it? If you don't, is it? Oh my God. It? I think it was like liposuction, fat transfer, maybe like a breast lift. Oh, okay. So okay. being happy, that's such a, I, I've never heard that being even like correlated with your practice. No, no, not in that yeah. way. That sounds terrible, but you know what no, I mean? No, I know like, exactly what you're saying. You, I don't think but you genuinely care about the patient. And it's not just that, like, it's not just caring about the patient. You want happy patients, right? right? Why would I operate on someone that I know no matter what I do, it's not going to save their marriage mm -hmm. yeah. or no matter what I do, that guy telling them something about their boobs when she was 15, like, I'm never going to be able to fix that. Like mm -hmm. I have people come in with like micro photos of like how they're, t how another plastic surgeon messed them up. And I'm looking at them being like, you look great. Like, yeah, right. right. So it's like, there's no way I can make you happy if that result doesn't make you happy. Would you ever, because I've I've had some of my girlfriends uh, mention to me, like, or not my girlfriends, but I've had like heard stories about girls getting commented by like guys saying that they don't look great down there and then yeah. wanting to get plastic surgery from that. Have you ever had those scenarios? Just because I know some guys can be cruel. Porn industry is just like so unrealistic. And unrealistic and have you ever had that situation where girls come up to you and said like i'm really really insecure because someone's made a comment on it and i'm like comparing myself to them and i think the only time somebody said those like exact words to me was um it was a pilot for a show 
Um, and I turned her down because oh, really? it was fine. Um, but no, I, I think in general, I think, you know, with branding, as you guys know, what whatever you project and whatever you put out there is what is going to mm-hmm. be attracted to you. Mm-hmm. So I put out such like a strong female boss lady kind of thing yeah. that that's sort of the type of patient population that I attract. Mm-hmm. I've never had someone bring in a picture of a celebrity ever. Oh, really? Wow. Ever. What plastic surgeon says that? Right. Right. So literally people just come in. They're like, I want to look like myself. I just want to look optimized. I want to look like myself. I just want to be refreshed. Yeah. Nobody comes in and they're like this Bella Hadid's eyes. Like people don't come to me with that. Okay. I'm going to pick up on that. I'm going to pick up on that little, that little comment there because I have a question. A lot of these models have these snatched fox eye lifted faces. Is this from threading? I've heard threading is the th- um, thing. For the models, it's from surgery. It's like a little facelift, I'm assuming. Like, they've had like, like a, they've had like a little, yeah, mini Is that thing what happens back. after? Okay, so they get it young and it's fine. It looks great. Like if you wanted to get it, all all good. But after a couple of years when you're getting older and your skin is actually starting to age, does something happen where they have to redo that whole thing or is I it- mean, if they want the same look, you know, we, we never stop aging, right? right. So if I always, even a facelift, a full facelift lasts like eight to 10 years and really? they have to redo. Oh. Yeah. Because your skin continues to stretch. Right. You okay. know? Even if you do radio frequency and tightening. No, like that? well, that's the thing. Like, that's what we're thinking now is like, let's okay. see how far we can push this now. Cause the, all the radio frequency stuff has been out for like five, six years. Right. So now all my facelift patients, I try to explain to them, I'm not changing the quality of your skin by, by doing a surgery, but these modalities can change the quality of your skin. So that's why a maintenance program is needed Mm -hmm. to maintain your results. Mm -hmm. And I have all of them on it now. I mean, so far so good, but only time will tell. Right. I would love to transition a little bit and talk about sort of your experience coming up in this male dominated industry you know i again like we mentioned we had the prior plastic surgeon come on the show and she said practicing when i was starting was being a woman x on you being pretty x on you being smart x on you like and wanting to be a mom with a husband like it just were all things that basically everyone was saying was unobtainable yet you obtained all of them yeah. Was it, I would love to know some of your highs and lows, like and, how hard it was for you. And maybe like something that helped you push forward, like a quote or something that you always say to yourself when mm-hmm. you feel like you're you against know, I, th- I think the thing that pushed me forward was kind of proving people wrong. Yeah. And I think that can be a very strong motivator when people tell you, you can't, you're like, watch me. But at the same time, I don't think it's healthy to let that be your motivator forever. Yeah. Right. So I think as of like five, six years ago, I was like, okay, I did everything I said I was going to do. Now I'm going to really make decisions based off of my quality of life and what makes me happy and what fulfills me. So I think it's good to sort of, you know, get that drive um, based off of like proving people wrong. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, at some point, you got to let that go. Um, But, you know, coming up, I think I was so exhausted and so um, busy and working so hard. I kind of didn't even... I wasn't even aware of anyone being Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're a girl. But after I graduated and started to become successful, you know, there's a saying that like, you know, people want you to be successful, but not more successful than them. Right. Wow. I think I felt that a lot. And me posting pictures of myself, like I love clothes, I love fashion. Mm -hmm. But when I was coming out, it kind of wasn't um, considered ethical to do any kind of advertising. 
So um, me doing pictures and gowns on social media. I mean, there were literal board meetings um, at our societies talking about how I use unfair tactics to gain serious? followers. Me in a gown is an unfair tactic. How is that unfair? Yeah, I don't understand the thought Because process. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But it's just like, you know, can the men do that? No. They wear a suit and they're so like, oh, no, you look handsome. But... Too handsome. Yeah, that's, see, but that's, yeah. that's ridiculous. And so, you No, you're... and I mean, I got shot on so much, like, so much. So how did you, how did you push through that? You know, because a lot, I think a lot of people, and I know we can certainly relate yeah. to, even like people that we thought were our friends, like kick yeah. us down oh, totally. and, and people, they really don't have our back and don't want us to succeed. Or they like make assumptions said. just because we are, we have a certain last name or we have a certain following and we're yeah. in this type of industry where they think, oh, they're probably not that intellectual just so because what, they do a certain career. Or so what whatever. kept yeah. driving you? I think um, you got to know kind of who you are on the inside mm-hmm. and you got to have your core values really straight. And once you know who you are and you know whose opinions you actually do care about. And I always say like, you should only care about people's opinions if they want to see you succeed. If, mm-hmm. if, you, if somebody would rather see you fall flat on your face, why are you spending time and energy caring about what that person thinks? Right. And, and that d- didn't come to me naturally. You know, I'm a Middle Eastern girl. We're, we're I don't know like what Italians are like, but like it, it was basically like, you were supposed to be a good girl. Like you lived mm-hmm. to be patted on the head and told what a good girl you are. Right. So it took me a minute to be like, you know what? I don't need anybody else's approval. Right. I know who I am. My husband knows who I am. My kids love me i have a healthy marriage and a healthy family my dad's proud of me and that's pretty much all you i got your about. tribe and, and that's so, it. literally yeah. like this weekend yeah. i got mean girled by like a bunch of injectors um because i was injecting my own face and they're like what are you doing blah 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 i would do and it I if i was an injector <laughs> we're gonna come after you if you don't take that down i was like i don't know fuck wait like, why would why would you have to take that i down? love that yeah. like, there's a lot of people shit. like self-injecting illegally right now and i'm like so does that mean like if i show you know a brazilian butt lift like me injecting fat into the butt that's going to make someone go buy silicone from home depot no. and inject their own like no if they weren't going to do it to begin with seeing me do it in a surgery isn't going to make them do it no there's no way so, you can ever make everyone happy yeah, yeah but like people come if somebody comes at me with like a threat they're going to get like boom, like oh so you you you're like a little, we're, we're like little bulldogs we, we are bulldogs yeah, Honestly, i always say like, i'm a lion i'm like don't go after the lion like, good for you i love, I love well. it honestly individually we're not like that together scary. it's scary no and i like that i like you know what it is is that i like that you speak up because mm-hmm. that's what we need to start doing and especially when it comes to people bullying or sit not treating someone with respect like treat others the way you want to be treated i don't understand why i do think it takes a lot more work to be mean to someone than it is oh, to be for like, sure yeah so I, I just don't know where all that energy comes from but I, I speaking from like their upbringing it comes from yeah. their parents it comes you know I like look at the kids in school like if the kids uh you know mean girl it's because their mom's a bitch my like, mom says this my mom's like if there's a kid that was bullying you guys at school i'm not blaming the kid i'm looking at the parent because obviously yeah. the parent isn't raising the kids it's to, a, with love and kindness and they're just they a product it's not even that maybe it's not even boundaries maybe it's too much love and kindness maybe exactly. it's not like enough grounding like We've seen both. We We've seen, seen both. both. But that, I like that you are so strong and you're just a strong female and you're also 
it's inspiring for a lot of women. Inspiring for me. It's inspiring for me yeah. too because I know that there have been moments where I'm like, shit, I should have spoken up. And I'm happy you yeah. did. And I'm, I'm really excited that you're here you know, right what's now what's the best, Justine, is um, when somebody – I actually give a talk on this, turning your haters into motivators. I have, a, I have a nonprofit too called Think Big. Okay. It's under NazarianInstitute.org. Um, but I actually have a talk that I just gave as a keynote too. I'm, I'm giving it again in Vegas this weekend. Um, but it's called Turning Your Haters into Motivators. And mm-hmm. two of the best things to do when somebody says something shitty to you is the first thing is just ask them to repeat it louder. <gasps> say, I'm sorry, can you say that a little bit louder? And then they're like, Hur. that's oh, number one. My God. And number two is like, you want to ask, like ask, return the question with your question. So for example, one time I was getting off of stage after I gave a talk and this guy was like, I don't know why they asked you to give that talk. And I was like, well, who should they have asked you? Oh. So answer it with a answer with a question. That just well because it turns about I love no, because I it, got chills. No, but seriously, when people I think when they spit out hate, they're not really thinking about what they're saying, and then you ask them to repeat, and they're like, "Oh shit, that really sounded bad." Yeah. and they have to have a lot of cojones to be like, "Yeah, that's what I said." It. They never repeat no. it. They just back oh my god, I love that. Well, I yeah. said that louder in the mic. Like, <laughs> you're like get back on stage wait i'm sorry can i snapchat it do it one more time for my following no that that's amazing so you're you also you're like a motive motivational speaker jeez i don't even know if that's it it's just sort of like things that i've learned you know and honestly like i look at my instagram i look at you know the the teaching that i do and all of that and i look at it as a diary for my kids you know it's, yeah. it's sort of like something that they can go back and be like oh yeah right. how old are your kids I have, I, you, you will not believe it. I don't even believe it. My, my eldest daughter just applied to my high school. Like that <gasps> means you're old. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so I have a 14 year old, a uh, 12 girl, a 12 year old boy and a nine year old girl. Oh my God. You, I love the mix. Yeah. That's perfect. That means you're, you're going to have a good boy because he's got sisters to keep him in check. We're working on him. We're working <laughs> on him. He's adorable. He's adorable. He's so funny. He's like, he really wants a cell phone. I'm like, well, you have to show maturity by being nice to your sisters. And he Ooh, like, there like, we can go. I, can there I get one go. strike? I'm like, yeah, you can get one strike. <laughs> can I be mean one out. time? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Well, thank you so much yeah. for coming on the show today. I mean, I, I could continue this conversation forever, but I know you're a busy woman, but we no, really so do. Fun. We yeah. really do appreciate it. Please plug all of your info, your Instagram so everyone can find you. No, sure. Um, I think the best thing is I have a link tree with all of my links on my main Instagram. Oh, it's uh, Dr. Sheila Nazarian. So D-R Sheila Nazarian. And then if you go to the link in bio, you'll see uh, everything. Perfect. Okay, perfect. Thank you again for coming yeah, on. Thank you we so love much. you. So nice to meet you We're both. Gonna, nice. We'll see you in your office very soon. <laughs> sounds we'll good, back in sounds good. I will see you there. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. From all of us here at the show, thanks for staying unwaxed. No, Kelly Clarkson! Be sure to download new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or PodcastOne.com. Follow your hosts at Sophia Stallone and at Sistine Stallone. And be sure to follow the show at Unwaxed Podcast. Your producer is Will Sterling. We'll see you next week.